0: Well, hello and welcome to your weekly roundup of all the latest news and ramble about the world of electric cars from us, the team at electrifying.com. This week, we are talking about the new Dacia Spring, uh, the VW ID7 estate, cheaper charging deals, hurrah, and Cooper is hotter born. Plus, we'll be answering your car buying conundrums and dipping into the postbag to find out your views on everything electric. A very warm Welcome. To the Kilowatt Half Hour, I'm Ginny.
1: I'm Tom. And I'm
0: Mike. So the good news for me this week, guys, is I have something I can talk about. Hooray.
2: Hooray. At last. I know. <laughs> not embargoed.
0: I spent, I spent <laughs> weeks travelling around, driving cars and looking at things that I couldn't talk about. And finally, the embargo broke and the spring has sprung. And we've seen the new spring this morning. So should we should we dive in with that or should we keep our wonderful audience waiting just a little no. while longer for that conversation?
2: What do we think? I think it's the big story. I think we've got to lead with it. Yeah. we're well, yeah. 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 What do you yeah. think? You've been around it. You've had a look at the, the 2024 Dacia Spring coming to the UK for the first time. Could be the cheapest electric car. I yeah it will think?
0: be I, I don't think there's any could in that. if I'm honest. I think it <laughs> will be the cheapest electric car when it comes on sale uh, and it goes on sale in the spring, funnily enough um mm-hmm. what do I think it's it, it's it's actually a massive improvement on the old one, which I think Tom, so I actually haven't driven it, so you actually have won up on me mm-hmm. tom you you've driven it, you've had the first experience of the old car, and it's safe yep. to say it didn't massively impress you, did it.
1: Well I thought it was it was fine around town but the trouble was you shut the doors and it sounded as though they they were made of you know tin and the car had this kind of overwhelming smell of rubber when you got in and the plastics were hard (laughs) and had like sharp it just felt like it it felt kind of public transport rather than something you'd be proud to own. Um, It would be fine for going around town but from what I've seen in the pictures the new one looks much better but I'm not sure. I haven't touched it. You know, sometimes you look at plastics in pictures and they look great, and then you touch them and you go, ooh, ooh. Oh, so yeah.
0: listen. So, so, I, so I've definitely, I spent a, a bit of time with it um, in a studio and had a chance to have a, a prod and a poke and chat to some of the team behind it. And I think it's a vast improvement. It, it doesn't feel bargain basement anymore. Um, it definitely has a bit more quality about it. It, it just looks nicer as well. So the only panel on the on the car that remains is the roof panel so and they have just done some you know it's just a little bit more thoughtful it's got some of those nice dature um touches um they've done for me the biggest change actually though was on the interior so it just feels it does feel nicer inside look it's very paired back it's very simple, um, but they've got some nice little design touches like all the things that are more functional in the car, like the screen in front of the driver and the door bins and this kind of little box that houses the gear selector and uh, around the cup, uh, not the cup holders, around the um the glove box it's like a nice white trim and it just looks nice it looks a bit interesting and then there's sort of different color-coded trims depending on what level you go for but I think the really big news on it is is not it's it's teeny tiny battery which is teeny tiny in 27 kilowatt hours or yeah. the fact that it will take about a day and a half to get from north to 62 um it's it's the fact that actually it is going to be the most affordable electric car when it goes on sale in Britain. And it's some, it's going to have a 15 in it. I am pretty sure. And we'll get that confirmed in March. So I think for me, it was a massive leap forward. And I was a bit sad about the spring when you went to see it and we a bit underwhelmed because we, we'd campaigned quite hard to get that car brought to the UK. Hadn't we?
1: Yeah, we had, because we, and I can see that it is sensible. And we want something that's 15 and a half grand, don't we electric car? Yeah. Um, but I I just thought that if you had it as your family car and you were trying to get kids in the back and it was a bit small and I don't know, I just, it, it wouldn't have been something that I would have been proud to own necessarily.
0: It's, listen, but, not, but there are a lot, so I think, always think when I think about Dutch, I think about my, my auntie D. Auntie D and Uncle Tommy, they have they have it. They love their Dacia Duster, and for them, it, it's absolutely brilliant because it's a it's an affordable car that gets them from A to B. They don't really have a massive affinity with cars, and I think there are far more people out there than than we like that than we would like to admit to, and probably lots of people listening to this podcast would like to admit to that just want a functional car you know and it sold absolute shed loads this car in mm. europe and i mm-hmm. think if if the pricing is is right and if it gets more people into electric i think it's a very very good thing i really do um and i think yeah. i agree you know it's still tight in the back not massive amounts of space in the back though you're not going to be you know proud you know it's not going to be some kind of lovely executive car that you want to show off to your neighbours but it's actually just a really fun functional piece of of design and it reminded me a bit of how we feel about cars like the Citroen ami now you know it's affordable and fun and there for a purpose and i got chatting to some of the design team on it and actually they worked on the ami and interestingly they worked on the Citroen ec3 the forthcoming affordable Citroen. and once i knew that you could definitely see some of these more playful touches that have gone into the interior where they came from where that inspiration came from but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. What do you make of it, Mike? You've been very, very quiet so far.
2: Well, you know me. I don't like to make a fuss. But um, I think a couple of things that really stood out for me was the um, well. The first thing was the weight. That even the fully specced one is un, well under a ton, isn't it? So that well was under, you know, yeah. That, that's an incredible achievement, given that you know the lightest electric. I mean, look at you know how much Minis and Fiat Five Hundred E's weigh. Oh, it's clearly, obviously, a lot of that is down to having a, a small battery. It's 20, 28 kilowatt hours, isn't it? Something like that. Um, Twenty seven, I think. Twenty seven, uh, which bit, is still bigger than my leap, and a bit. Yeah. Know? So I mean, and in some respects, you know, the actual electric car specs are, are like your first generation leap, aren't they, Tom? You know, rapid mm. charging, mm. we can call it rapid, is thirty kilowatts. Mm. But a lot of people will charge from home if they're going to use it in city, so mm. that's not a huge deal breaker. Um, Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's interesting. And I think, you know, when we put this up on social media this morning, a few people said, well, that's lovely. But look at, look at the value of, look at the car you could get on the used market for that. And I think there's always be that kind of trade off, won't there? Thinking I'm going to spend 15, 16 grand on a new car. be the first name on the V5 and own it and have the full warranty and everything. Or are you going to buy you know, a used ID3, a used Kia E Nero that's going to be the same kind of price, which is going to give you three times the range. I don't know. It's going yeah. to be interesting to see. I mean, Tom and I've, you know, we're long enough in the tooth to remember quite a few little budget cars coming through when we've worked on various different other titles, you know, cars that four or five thousand pounds even, which we thought, well, this is go- They're going to sell millions of those. And they didn't, you know, they don't become big brands. But I get a feeling that the spring will be. A big a big car in the UK. We're not traditionally a budget car market, um, but I think this mm. will be different enough to make it to make a difference.
0: I think it were, it was interesting chatting to them about charging. Because mm. like everything else on the car, it's not it's not speedy. Um, but they reckon that quite a lot of owners are just they 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 talked a lot about how long it will take on a three pin and mm. they've done a they've got a lot of audit of data from existing owners. And there's a high proportion of, of spring owners, um, certainly in, uh, in Europe, are doing their charging on a three pin. And yeah. you can get this thing in Europe called a, a power boost, which we had to look up, didn't we, Tom? We actually haven't heard Ooh. of it. So if you have no. heard of it, and you, or if you've got one fitted, please let us know. And this is basically, it's an, it's a, you replace your socket with this kind of power boost, and it just gives you you know, a bit of extra power, so you charge just slightly quicker. Um, and that's actually sold. You can you can buy that with the spring, um, certainly in Europe. And I was chatting to them saying, you know, what, what are we going to get that in the UK? And they're like, oh, well, you know, wouldn't wouldn't kind of rule that out kind of thing. So, but it'd be interesting if any of you listening have, have come across that or have had it fitted, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so I thought that was interesting because if you think about it, you're spending not much, well, relatively not much money on an electric car. Oh, and then another thousand pounds at least for your charger.
2: It's quite a chunk mm. of money, isn't it? big
0: busy.
2: chunk of money yeah definitely there's a big percentage of if you're yeah because tom and i were doing the sums earlier i mean i'm looking at replacing my home charger and you're thinking it's still buying even it's not it's not much cheaper the second time round probably because i've got to still got to spend 600 pounds 700 pounds on the charger and probably pay this local sparky 300 quid to put it in so i don't think it cost me that when i had the original one put in so it's um it is a chunk of money and if there is an in-between a kind of I mean, imagine there's electricians listening to this probably pulling their hair out. But if there is an in-between way of doing it, like you say, something that has slightly more power than a, a standard three-pin plug. And I've looked at those ones that we were talking about, and they're they're not a kind of three-pin plug. They're an in-between, um, you know, a standard plug and a, and a charger, aren't they? So
0: yeah. And it just boosts it up to, I think, 3.2 kilowatts rather than the usual 2.7. But it cuts the time down to 7, which I guess is enough for you to take advantage of a bit more of that sort of off-peak charging time overnight. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, let's have a bit. Come on, let us know what you think in the comments below. Uh, Do we all over-egg the fact that you need a home charger? Are some of you listening to this per- charging perfectly happily using one of these or using the standard three pin? And particularly if you're thinking about you know not spending too much on an electric car, do you want to fork out a thousand pounds for a charger? So I would, I would love to know what people think.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: And does that segue us quite nicely in talking about
2: electricity
0: have been in the news this week and not because of Dale Vince and his football team? <laughs> no, so uh,
1: Ecotricity have launched. Yeah, Ecotricity have launched a um, a special EV tariff. Now they were the first to do an EV tariff, and I was with Ecotricity years ago. But for the past few years, they just haven't had one, which is really strange considering their their stance on electric cars. So they've just launched it, and uh, like most of the others, it gives you five hours of cheap rate overnight uh, at eight p per kilowatt hour which is on the cheaper side. Um, there are no restrictions. You don't have to even have an electric car to get the tariff. Um, and you don't have to have a smart charger or anything. Um, and the daytime rate isn't bad either. There mm. is a little wrinkle in it, though, which is the, the standing charge is pricey. So I tap, tapped it into my uh, my spreadsheet, and we have on the, the website a uh, a list of all the best EV tariffs based on a kind of average user and it came fifth which is just above um octopus go the the non-intelligent octopus go um and uh i think if you had gas as well it would work out slightly cheaper but just looking at the electricity
0: okay
1: it's fifth but it gives you an extra hour and Mm. for me that would be great because i could charge charge my car for five hours rather than just for four. So, you know, if you if you don't need it, if you're not doing that many miles, it's not going to make that much difference. But uh, an extra hour over Octopus goes, uh could be a, a deal breaker for some people. I mean, that's an extra, what, uh, 7.2 kilowatts per day, isn't it, potentially, that you're yeah. getting at that cheap rate. And that soon adds up. So, yeah, it's worth a look, worth tapping in to see if uh, it's going to make sense for you.
0: I just think it's great that we're getting all these tariffs back. Because we had that that mm. difficult time, didn't we, when the energy crisis hit, when they pulled all of the the EV tariffs, and actually, the benefit that we we enjoy as electric car drivers is being able to take advantage of the fact that you're saving a bit of money on that, and, and it was getting perilously close, wasn't it, in some cases? Mm. So I think that is mm. is just great that we're getting a lot more back.
1: There's another one which is which is <laughs> strange because Octopus announced oh. that they are doing a vehicle to grid. Uh, yes. tariff which means that yes. they will give you free charging now yes. this is something which has been talked about in the past but if you plug in your car at night and you say i want it to be charged at seven o'clock in the morning to 80 percent," but you allow them to take power out of your battery to cover when there's a peak period they will give you free charging uh, and they think this will save people 835 pounds a year so i was like brilliant yeah we're all on there it, are some wrinkles though <laughs> Yeah, so there are some records. First of all, it only works with cars that have CHAdeMO or a converter. So that's older cars, like my Leaf. So I'm like, brilliant, this is great. It needs a certain charger. So it needs a wallbox Vita G Quasar charger. Great. How much are those? They're not available yet. So you can't get one in the UK. So, right, okay, how much are they in Europe? £6,100.
0: Wow.
1: I have a car that's worth £3,500, and to use this v 2 g tariff, I'd have to buy a £6,000 charger.
0: So that would take you six and a half years to to reap the benefits of mm. it. There is now, no such thing as a free lunch, is there? There just really isn't. <laughs> no, I think, I, I think
1: the, the, the number of cars that will be included are, is going to increase, and there'll be cars that use CCS. And the number of chargers, too. I think Renault are working on one to to go with the Renault 5 and, and uh, all their electric cars shortly, and they will be cheaper, as are Kia. Um, yeah. But I don't know why they announced it now, because you can't get it. It's a it. strange one, isn't it's- it?
0: It, it, yeah, I mean, we all got quite excited when that dropped. and i've I've seen and been out to meet people who've been involved in trials. there was there were trials that uh, Nissan was involved in using Nissan Leafs. And this was like five years ago, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. And and you know, they were really like over the moon with it, saving loads of money on their energy bills every year. So we've been we keep waiting for it to happen. And I think I just think somebody pressed the send button a bit too soon. At Octopus, so it was meant mm. to, it was meant to set a time to go next year or something when the charger's is finally here. But it will be great if the charger is affordable, not if it's six and a half thousand mm.
2: pounds.
0: Mm. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, Mike, what's what's caught your eye this week in the world of electric well. cars?
2: Well, playing to the crowd again, um, we've had another two weeks, two estate cars. I mean, this is brilliant, isn't it? For everybody who oh, said, fed up with, fed up, I'm fed up of SUVs, I just want some estate cars. We've had two in the last fortnight, which is good. So the the second one, obviously, no surprise because we kind of knew it was coming and we've almost seen it before, was the Volkswagen ID7 uh, Tourer. Um, so that's the sort of long, the long boy, as Nicola would like to call it, the version <laughs> of the, the ID7 is a rarity and that we all three of us have driven it. And we I think we all roughly agree on it, which is a, a first as well. So um it's so it's coming later on this year, and it's gonna have the 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 potential to have it's got the larger battery, which we've kind of been waiting for with the Volkswagen group. It's gonna be in the ID Buzz yeah. um XL one that you drove, um, had a look at Ginny. Um so it's gonna be 80, 86 um kilowatt hours. So it's got the potential it's got the WLTP range of 425 miles. Now, obviously that's WLTP range, so it won't. I would doubt it will start with a four, the real world range, but that's still, you know, to think how far we've come, even in the yeah. last two or three years where, you know, when I bought my i3 four years ago, which is 120 mile range was, that was kind of pretty standard. That was, you know, my dad bought a 62 kilowatt hour leaf and it had a range that started with a two and none of us could quite believe that at the time. And that was probably only three, three years ago. So we're now talking about cars that have got 400 miles, 400 miles plus of WLTP range. Yep. It sounds great, doesn't it? In the state, I think that's it's- going to go down well. I think it's going to be a lot of money. But in the used market, two three years' time, that's going to be cracking, isn't it?
0: No, it is. um But I just can't think of the ID7 anymore without thinking about its charging flap and Nikki Shields i just can't you need to know what i'm talking about please do go and check out um any of our socials um obviously electrifying which is electrifying, electrifying calm, um and that's on either twitter or x or whatever it is or instagram because it is it is very funny nikki was rather taken by the charging flap on the id7 and that is all i will say on that it's extremely childish uh, schoolgirl humor, but it did make us laugh a lot. Um, but you know, it's funny, isn't it? That car. I think it looks. I, I like it a lot. I th- but I just, I just think it feels like a car that is. It just feels a little bit old-fashioned. It's not a bad car at all. It's just that there are better cars around you know we've got a no spoilers but we've got a triple test of the standard id7 against the byd seal against the polestar 2 which is both on the website and here on youtube if you haven't watched it already please do after this video because it it, we all kind of like the id7 don't we but i don't think it excites any of us is that a fair comment
2: so maybe the one
0: will excite us
2: maybe it works a very fair comment and um I saw on Twitter somebody else put up on um, said, "Oh, the ID Seven's been revealed. This, oh, how it looks so bland. I, you know, the, w- where's Volkswagen's flare gone?" And you look in the comments, and uh, I would say fifty percent of them are all from people saying, no, "I think this looks great. Right. This is exactly the car Volkswagen. I'd buy this." You know, and it and it's always kind of slightly taken us back. And they say it's the best-looking ID car. You know, whether that's right or not, it's it's all a matter of. I mean, I remember when the ID Two concept car came out last year and i think we all looked at it and thought oh gosh really that looks really this like a, a polo design from sort mm-hmm. of four years ago and yet when we put that in the, on the video live almost all the comments were saying no this is exactly the car Volkswagen. Yeah. i love this i'd have this it looks like one of my old golf it looks like my old it looks like my old was was a common thing and it seemed to be
0: looks like my old.
2: Comfort, <laughs> and it, whether that's a yeah. comfort thing and i know that volkswagen have been stung by the criticism of the early ID cars. This is why they've sort of they've really kind of come back in terms of the design. Mm. And the ID Seven is probably one of those cars that are just, when well, look, we just let, let's just make a Volkswagen that's electric. Um, that seems to be what people yeah. are asking for, and I think that's what it is.
0: Well, do you remember exactly. going to see the um, the GTI concept from last yes, autumn? And which uh, is better. It's really nice. It's re- I yeah. I really like that car a lot. I thought it looked great, but it's still, but it doesn't look as Kind of out there. It does look mm. more like a Volkswagen. um I just think the ID. Seven, particularly when you put it alongside something like a BYD Seal or a Polestar Two, it just—I mean, mm. you know—it it just doesn't look as interesting. But like you say, maybe that's not what people want. You know, not everybody wants—you know—an overly designed, interesting car. Some people just want it to look and feel like the brand that they like.
1: They sell a lot of golfs, don't they?
2: They do. They do.
0: They, they do. They do sell a lot of golfs. They do. Um, so, Tom, talk to me about the hot born. What's going on with
2: that?
1: Oh yes. <laughs> uh, so, so, Cupra have uh, have revealed details of the the, the faster born. Um, it's called the VZ or VZ. If you're uh, listening from somewhere else. Um, And it's got 320 horsepower, which is plenty, going through the back wheels. Now, normally with the Volkswagen Group, the fast stuff has four-wheel drive and two motors. But no, this is a a big motor on the back, so it should be quite entertaining, I think. I mean, I ran a Bond for nine months, I think, and I loved it. I didn't think it needed to be that much faster, but (laughs) 320 horsepower is going to be very nice. Uh, There's a a nice new colour for it as well, which I'm a sucker for, which is a dark green. Um, and it's also now got, uh, you know, remote parking that uh, we yeah, had yeah, on a that, long yeah. time. She was demonstrating that. So you can do that. So if you get hemmed in in a parking space, you can uh, you can get it out just by using your smartphone. Um, and it's got audio upgrades, better seats, that sort of thing. So they're giving it a little bit of a, right. a, a tickle as well. So I'm really looking forward to that car.
0: Yeah, you absolutely love the born. It was it, it, trying to get the keys off you to actually borrow it or use it for a while. that was... <laughs> It was impossible <laughs> yeah I just thought it it did
1: everything well it was it was uh, efficient it was it looked good, i thought it had plenty of room in it I, I loved it yeah.
0: mm. do you know what i reckon v w i d three's biggest problem is or was and still is Go it on. is the born the born mm. the born mm-hmm. that's their biggest problem. Because the Bond did everything that the ID3 does, but just in a kind of more interesting, you know, more fun, better way, didn't it?
2: Yeah, I think you could argue the same for Eniac and ID4, can't you? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah,
0: I'm so I'm happy you brought, you brought the conversation back to Eniac.
2: If we don't, you know, if I go, on- we have to mention it every week. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm honestly not under any form of payment to Skoda. I just mm-hmm. bloody love the ENIAC. I really do. It made me so happy, that car. It's the most <laughs> unlikely car to love, isn't it? I mean, it is. Yeah. It's just a big hulking kind of SUV slash estate thing. But I just, I like the way it drove. I, I just loved it. It was comfortable. Everything worked in it. It didn't get on my nerves. Ah, uh, sorry anyway right back back to the real world um so I've been off driving talking about big batteries I've been off driving the new Peugeot e3008 this week um which can talk about because it's not under embargo and we will have a video um I don't think it will be out this week because there's loads of other videos coming our way and we've got lots of embargoes breaking but I think it will be out next week so that's an interesting car that I think is going to divide opinion and one of the battery options on that is massive. It's a 98-kilowatt-hour um, usable. That's for the 400 mile for,
2: yeah. 400 a 400-mile range but yeah. It's a big range one as well, isn't it? Yeah.
0: But that's not coming until well into 2025. Really? So it is the smaller – well, not that it's massively small from memory. I think it's 70, 73, I want to say. I might need to look that up. Um, but I, I really like Peugeot design a lot, and I like the way it looks – but manos who is our head of video was out shooting with me he just took against it he literally mm. got really cross with it and didn't like it and thought it was overly fussy and too too this and too that whereas i really i really like it i like the way i mean i think i know it's had quite a few comments on photographs actually what a great looking car i really like it and i really like the interior but he didn't so i do think some cars are just divisive aren't they don't you
1: yeah mm. Everybody matters. has their favourites. You have the Enyak.
2: Manos has the Jeep Avenger, which he's obsessed with for yeah. some reason. Nicola's got developed a strange fetish for the first generation Dacia Spring as well, which you might have missed last week because you weren't here. But um, yeah, for some reason, she's <laughs> utterly obsessed with it. So we can't work that one out either. It's falling it under the same category as Manos and his Avenger love.
0: Oh, God, wait till she sees the pictures of the new one. That's going to blow her brains. While we're on the subject of Nicola... Can I just say mm-hmm. how outraged I was when I when I l- listened to the podcast last week and I heard her defense about the dirty yeah. car her dirty Genesis GV60 because you both have known me a very long time and you will know how much love and care and attention I lavish on my cars so the fact that you know she sorry Tom what did you say something
2: there it's an an imposter
1: I I think I think your idea of lavishing attention on your car is to make sure that I get the keys for some reason so I'm so disgusted I have to clean it
0: (laughs) damn have you figured that one out
2: it it, it did come up in the comment on the post bag it has it has been picked up on
0: has it been mentioned what can I say in my defense I'm completely with Nick I just don't have time even the time to take it to get someone else to clean it is time that I could be doing something else more useful but I do really love it Tom when you say can I borrow your your car for a bit for to do something I'm, yes yes please because I know that you well, are very lovely and always send it back so clean
1: well I know I make a fuss about it but the cleaning cars is something I really enjoy I just love having the time and you, you get to know the car because you're you know, you're putting sponges over all the interesting detail there around the fog lights. But also I just either listen to a podcast or just alone in my thoughts
2: cleaning a car. It's one of my favorite things.
0: That's very sweet and touching.
2: <laughs> on the, on that bombshell, can we go to the post bag? Because there is a I comment while while we stand. <laughs> <laughs> so before
0: we go uh, um, listeners please let us know if any of you share the strain the same enjoyable habit as tom what do you do while you clean your cars and please keep it clean please keep it clean let us know tom Tom, and
2: i have done a lot of car cleaning in our times because when we used to work on the car magazines we used to have to make sure the cars were perfectly clean before we do a photo shoot and the photo shoot would just usually be in the arse end of me too Yeah, you as well. Yes, you'd you you'd, 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 you'd the, the photo shoot would be in the arse end of Wales somewhere. So the cars would be absolutely filthy. There'd be no tap, so you'd be you. I mean, you, you and I have cleaned cars with bottled water before in laybys, haven't we, mm. Tom? Only for a truck to come mm. past and cover them with with crud again so yeah i mean it's amazing that we still enjoy it but we do anyway i digress on the subject but honestly, of Nicholas... On, no, but, on, yeah. but
0: on that in my defense i have done that as well i have never re- i've never filmed with a filthy car so i don't yeah. like i don't like look clean my own car massively but i used to do those we used to film at a place called long cross studios And you could not get a car to Long Cross to the Test Track without it being filthy. And we've all spent a lot of years there at Long Cross. And I've been the same, like literally filling up cups of water from the portaloos in order to try and clean a car. So we've all we've yeah. all suffered from our okay. art. I think Nicola needs to take it a little bit more seriously in future. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Postbag uh, time. Sorry, Mike.
2: Post-bank. No, no. It's fine. It's fine. Um, on the subject of Nicola's car being filthy for the test, um, E. V. says, Nicola, I agree with you on the cleanliness. She's got this tazzy E. V. is on Nicola's side. So I agree with you with the cleanliness of the Genesis, considering the weather. Love to see what the boys would do if they're in the same weather with their cars. Well, we'd clean them anyway. So <laughs> um, doesn't need to uh tazzy tazzy says doesn't need to be showroom fresh and clean for a long-term review as real owners would have find it more real um fall out with me i'm gonna fall out with you now tazzy evie because he said keep the postman mike song so that's good <laughs> neil williams neil williams um says don't worry about the coat and wellies in the boot of the genesis um he says <laughs> i drove them i test drove a mark one skoda fabio vrs in 2003 opened the boot and it had a bikini in there so my dad sold a wow. my dad sold a Fabio VRS at that, that period. So I wonder if it was his. I don't know. Anyway, if, you, <laughs> if there are strange if there are strange things that you found in a used car, um, let us know in the comments because that's always interesting to know. Um, last week, again, we helped out a couple of people buying cars. We've so we sold so many cars with this podcast. Honestly, we yeah. should we should try and monetize it anyway. Simone um, messaged us because do you remember her? Tom, she had a EQA on salary sacrifice, and she said it was oh, worth. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, she looked at, we've said perhaps a look at a Tesla Model 3. She's looked at Tesla Model 3. She says it's way more expensive in her scheme because the EQA includes breakdown insurance, MOT and servicing and no deposit. So it was actually a no-brainer in terms of finance. So she's gone mm-hmm. with that. Jarwolf, friend of the show, um, says, I test drove a Tesla Model 3 after your recommendation compared to the old one with the super firm suspension. It was amazing and super quiet. Interesting, he says the it lack of stalk. Been. Yes, the lack of stalks, though, Ginny, actually made more sense to me, and I loved it. So there you go. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: oh, listen, I'm from an analog period, so I'm I'm just a luddite, aren't I? So don't take anything I say seriously. I'm sure oh, most okay. most normal people will find it's fine. I just like the satisfying clunk of an indicator. What can I say?
2: Well, um <gasps> me too. Me too. Um uh, Launcher which we've discovered, we've got to all call it Lancia now, Jimmy, from last week. We you can got just come off. again,
0: what? Lancia?
2: No, I can't call it Lancia because we've had Italians Lancia. complaining that we're not calling it Lancia. Uh, anyway, um, Andrea Balani. Lancia. Or- Lancia. 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 Lancia? Lancia.
0: Lancia. All right, Lancia.
2: And- Andrea from um, Italy, um, come over, Andrea. Um, it says, Lan- yes, Lancia is still a big deal here in Italy. However, Every post and article on the new car gets lots of angry Italians complaining about how the French have spoiled our beloved car. So that's, that's the problem with being in Stellantis, guys. <laughs> um, we, we, and last week, we, dis- we discussed brands that we'd like to see come back from the dead. Um, and we've had a huge response for that in the post bag as well. Um, Barry Merton says the e-Lotus is the car I fancy. Funny enough, there's a guy down the road from me, I think in Paul, who's got a Lotus Elan, a first generation Lotus Elan, the tiny one. And he's converted that to um, electric. And it's called the Lotus Elon because it's got a Tesla modeler. I mean, top top marks for the name, but he's on Twitter. He's, He's fantastic.
1: Um, electric DeLorean, Do you think he
2: thought? Uh, do you think he thought the name? The name he, uh, Yeah. He built the car. It's brilliant, isn't it? Uh, electric Delorean comes up a few times, and quite a few people pointing out that electric classic cars who uh, um, built one. Um, which uh, I looked it up; it looks fantastic. Uh, Dave Bell says, um, "Surely Volkswagen could electrify their refreshed Beetle." Um, there was an ID Buggy concept, wasn't there, a, a couple of years ago or yeah. a year or so ago? That looked really. Good. I don't know to come I- to that.
0: I have been told by a reliable source that that is mm-hmm. still on the cards at Volkswagen. Really, that that That'll really fun kind of little beach buggy thing is is something that we will see. So yeah. I would, oh. yeah, I, I think that's still going to come, and that will be great when we start to see some fun things like that. Definitely,
2: so we might would be good. No, 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 no it's ben, fine. This is.
0: Go on. What are the ones?
2: Two, two. I'm sure Tom and and you, Jenny, will appreciate this. Um, Urban, um, I think it's Threnchan. Um, said, I would love to see back our Balkan legend, Hugo, in EV. Oh. Um, we didn't Hugo never came up, did it in our chat. So it didn't. And, it and, didn't come and in Martin, our chat. No, it didn't. And Martin Ray, there's one for you, Tom, as a former owner. Um says, How about a really fast Sinclair C five? Are you thinking big wheel arches, big tires, and some sort of ridiculous all wheel drive drivetrain? So maybe you'd like one of those, Tom. A yeah i'd like love another c5 no you're not sure no. about that oh. okay in in other news which is which is my kind of general you uh,
0: the cars, uh, I, like, did you talk about the cars you would like to see come back last week so I yeah we did we did oh, sorry.
2: yeah 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 we, we did and um I... I had, I, what did you like would you like to come back
0: well, I I only so I would like the Volvo the P eighteen hundred to come back, and I know that somebody else Fingalbats yes Fingalbats said it. Bats oh God, so, and yeah. that may because that I lo- I bloody love that car for such a long time that was like my hero car, and and there's a good stat there's a good story that I know about that car is that um, Roger Moore didn't want a Volvo he wanted a Jaguar XK one hundred and fifty for the show, but oh, Jaguar really? said no and they wouldn't reply oh, they wouldn't really? they wouldn't provide one saying that it, it, it was, they didn't need the publicity. So that's how it, was. it ended up in the show by default. But I just, I do love that car. I really have a passion for it. So yeah, I'd like to have one of those,
2: please. That would be, I mean, you could see that happen. That The stars could align with that because, you know, Geely, Polestar, Volvo, between them, they could yeah. surely yeah. kind of, yeah. they, they own the rights for it. So they, why, not, why not do it?
0: And I'd also quite like an, an electric Z roadster. So I know we yeah. still got the Z, four haven't we um but that's going to i think isn't that being canned anyway and plus it's it's obviously not it's it's um it's obviously not electric i mean the z3 i really liked i thought that was a cool a cool car i actually i owned one of those and i yeah, i'd quite like to see an, an electric z roadster back. that would make me happy
2: Again, I think that yeah. that's probably within the realms of possibility, isn't it? I would have thought. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they, they not they, seem to be coming, do they?
0: We talk all, talk all the time. Where's the electric MX5? Where's the electric MR2? Where's you know, where are the electric roadsters? They can't be that hard. Oh, well, the MG
1: MG Cyberster's coming, isn't it? That Although is Although it's very taking true. its time
0: coming. It's just taking its
2: time. Anyway. It's just taking its time. We've got a few, I've just got a few other ones to round off before we um close because we're already over, obviously. Um in other news. To, to, the re- <laughs> Tom's uh, leaf passed its MOT last week, didn't it, Tom? And um it for did. no reason other than just to set to joy share the joy with you, Barry Merton messaged and said um his E two thousand eight passed its MOT today, he said on the comments. So I'm sure he would appreciate oh. that. Well done, Barry. Hurrah, hurrah for all electric cars getting through their MOT this week. <laughs>
1: um,
2: grizz, grizzly Grizzly okay. HP two. I, this is this is a podcast for everyone, Jenny. Uh, Grizzly HP2 okay. said, um, Mike is wrong again. Um, I am Dutch. He said, this year you get €2,950 off for a new EV and €2,000 off for a used one. Last week, I, I obviously looked at the wrong web page and tried to have a stab at understanding Dutch EV uh, incentives and obviously got it wrong. <laughs> and he said those incentives are for the few first few thousand EVs. As long as the maximum budget is not reached but it turns out the maximum budget's really low so he said last year um the budget had gone in a month so you don't get any incentive so while well, they look on the face of it as being really generous they're, they're not at all says grizzly hb2 this is the best met <laughs> this next comment is the best one we've had in a long time it's our old friend stan at kangaroo island tv jenny oh
0: hello love- hi, hi stan, stan.
2: G'day. Yes. Stand-
0: Sorry, that was
2: terrible. I'm, I'm just back from a 3,000 mile trip in my Polestar 2 to an electric car renewable show in Sydney. All right. So far, so straightforward. Now, this is where it gets weird. I wore a tweed jacket and corduroy pants the whole time, and I got an efficiency of 3.7 miles per kilowatt hour and an average speed of 60 miles an hour. Is he trying to? Is he trying to correlate the two? As if you're wearing yeah, corduroy pants and a tweed jacket. Do, do also, you think when he's saying corduroy
1: pants, is he talking about the kind of the American? I meaning, think it might be British hoping meaning. it's the American pants. Mind you, I would love a pair uh, of corduroy so, pants. Yeah, be
0: cool, but, but also it's it's really bloody hot there at the minute. It's it's height of summer. My mum and dad are in Sydney thing. and they're melting. So maybe what Stan's getting at there is that even. It, the, even with obviously, tell me you have the air conditioning on, and your corduroy pants and your tweed jacket in the thirty degree heat. Even using the climate control, he was still able to get great efficiency. Ah, that's what okay. Stan was getting. You think about. that's what? It Do you see, it takes someone to I, the, yeah. That's
2: exactly. I, I just think, read that. I
0: think that's it.
2: Anyway, if you've got clothes that give you better efficiency, please let us know. If have particular, you know, I might find that if I'm wearing great green socks, I'm getting an extra, you know, mark a kilo. I don't know. It'd be interesting to know what people think about these things. Uh, and then another Mike is wrong. Um, mark Bennett says electric classic cars are fine, particularly if the conversion is bolt in and you keep the internal combustion engine parts. Mark says, I agree with Tom's choices on that one. Yeah, well done, Tom. Uh, but not what Mike said about the A-Series engine. Um, those are pretty robust and reliable if looked after. Now, listen, I've had about 10 old Minis, and, and I probably spent more hours than I would care to think about trying to keep old A-Series engines going and plugging oil leaks and things. So I think I'm reasonably well qualified to say I've had enough of them. So um, an, an old Mini with, a, with an electric powertrain, I would, I would be all over. But um, yeah, uh, the love affair between me and the A-Series engine is, is long gone. So sorry, Mark. But, um, there we go. And Ginny, I think that concludes the postbag for this week, given how far over we are already. so We
0: are way over and maybe we need to. We, But we, we're not going to edit the postbag because we love to hear from oh. you. So please do keep your comments, your thoughts, your questions coming. You can email us, which is info at electrifying.com. Or you can, of course, comment um, here if you're watching on YouTube. If you are listening on one of your podcast platforms, please, 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 please do leave us a review and a decent star rating. I think that's a thing because that all helps the podcast get out there. And if more people listen, that means we'll be able to do more of them. And that will make us all happy. So you have been listening to the Kilowatt Half Hour-ish because it's been very ish today. So from all of us, join us next time and it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.